check it out. Hi, my name's Lee, and in this episode, we come to you from Asham 2018, the Australasian HIV and AIDS conference held in Sydney, and I get up close and personal with some of the guests. Check it out. LGBTIQ health, lifestyle, and community news. Check it out. It's brought to you by the AIDS Action Council. From Canberra. For everyone. The Australasian Society of HIV, Viral Hepatitis and Sexual Health Medicine, ASHAM, hosts a conference every year. Experts from all over Australia, New Zealand and Asia, plus guests from further abroad, come together for three days to discuss everything from HIV treatment developments, policy formation, epidemiology and data, data, data. Standing in amongst the crowd of hundreds during lunchtime, I had a thought. HIV is like the invisible guest of honour. Everyone in this room has some connection with HIV, whether that be a very personal relationship or a more distant one. So I went about asking people about their relationship with HIV to describe it as if HIV were a person. Uh, Look, um, HIV and I have been friends for 30 years. Uh, I would describe him as an old, garrulous, incorrigible old man whom I can't really get off my back. I've learned to live with him. Um, But, yeah, if he was to depart this life, I'd mourn maybe for about a second or two. uh, And I'd say, fare you well. And I'm so glad that I got to know you because you taught me a whole lot of shit about life. So if HIV was to appear before you, what would you say to that person? What would I say? What are you doing in my life? I don't want you that visible. (laughs) Get away, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Neil McKellar-Stewart, I'm from Akon in the Northern Rivers uh, in Lismore. Beautiful place, paradise. Jason Myers from the New Zealand AIDS Foundation. Hmm. My relationship with HIV started probably about 15 years ago when I was a postgraduate student and I was um, doing my PhD in social sciences and really examining um, the intersection, I guess, of HIV and bodies and health and emotion um, and indeed its relationship to being a gay man. And so I feel like I have a very close relationship with HIV. Um, I'm not living with HIV, but in many ways it feels like HIV is part of who I am. Uh, and it's what, that's, that relationship is what calls me to this work, really. Um, has it changed over time? Yes, probably, but it would take me a while to think about how. Um, I think it's a bit of a love-hate relationship in some ways. I mean, I, uh, there's so much about HIV and, and uh, you know, I think about stigma and discrimination in particular and how damaging it is for people who live, live with HIV. But I also have many friends with HIV who talk about it as the ultimate gift in their lives and how it's transformed the way in which that they, they live and love. And um, so, so, yeah, love-hate, I guess. But, um, and ultimately, you know, I'd love to see a world without, certainly without HIV transmission, and definitely a world where people living with HIV are living without uh, the stigma that's attached to it. What would I say to HIV if it was a person that appeared before me? Um, I'd probably say thanks so much for coming. Um, you have taught us so much about who we are, what we're capable of, um, but actually... Um, it might be best if you leave at this point. Um, I'm Cameron Cox. I'm the CEO of Sexual Gas Outreach Project in New South Wales. 
given that everybody at this conference has some kind of relationship with HIV, if HIV was a person, can you describe to me your relationship with that person and if in fact your relationship has changed or evolved over time? Um, my relationship was never a close relationship, though it's been a very long-term relationship. I probably saw a converted in New York when they still called it greed, and I was a little bit younger. Um, and it nearly killed me at one stage, but um, yeah, I've got a very arm's length relationship with it. So if HIV was to miraculously appear as a person at this conference today, what would you say to that person? I probably wouldn't say anything. I'd be a bit shy, maybe, but um, might sound a bit trite, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It reorientated my life, made me examine values. It promoted a lot of my activism. Um, I'd be a different person and probably not a very worthwhile person, possibly, <laughs> um, if it wasn't for HIV. It really did change my life. Um, well, I'm a, a nurse, but I'm here uh, representing the University of Queensland. My, my relationship has been long, long term because I'm a, a, a nurse. I've been nursing for 20 years, over 20 years, um, and never in the area of sexual health or infectious diseases, um, but in mainstream uh, I say mainstream, there is no mainstream, but I have met people living with HIV throughout that time in whatever area it's been, whether it's been orthopaedics, cancer care, but, um, coming and going, people I've worked with. Um, and so has my relationship changed? Absolutely, um, because I embarked on research into the area of HIV and then came to a whole new understanding of the of the area and, uh, and have been blessed and greatly um, enriched by being able to find a, a different area that I really connect with and um, yeah so uh, it has changed in a really good way and I hope that I can go back out into other areas and, and carry this knowledge with me to, to some of those areas that maybe don't know so much. My name's Craig Cooper. I'm the CEO of Positive Life New South Wales. Everybody has their own relationship with HIV. And if HIV was a person in the room, can you describe your relationship with that person and indeed if that relationship has changed? So when I was first diagnosed with HIV, my relationship would have been quite intimate, if not uh, conflicted. Uh, and if it was a person, I would have been extremely close with that person, but um, there was quite a bit of shame and fear and hostility in the relationship. Today, uh, my relationship with HIV is much more at peace, and it feels a lot more respectful. It feels a lot more mutual, uh, mutually respectful, rather than me feeling like I'm battling or being combated um, in, a, in, a, in a quite a hostile relationship. So today it feels like it's really intimate and it feels extremely affectionate. So if HIV was miraculously to appear as an identity, what would you say to that person? Um, I would say I love you and I would give HIV a big kiss and a big cuddle. Valerie Nicholson. I also, my traditional name is when the Eagles watch over and no diwenda, which means wolf eyes. And I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada, which you call Canada, we call Turtle Island. Wow, that is a fabulous question. If HIV was a relationship, to me, it would be, I think, my best friend, maybe even a lover. Um, 
best friend being that um, I understand myself more. I look after myself more. Um, I don't know. That is, oh, I just have this unique feeling that, and as a lover, it's um, just part of me. It's something I care for and love and look after as you would a lover, you know, and it is, um, and HIV has made me who I am today. So it's like a partnership also. And a lover is a partnership. So yeah, HIV would be my lover. That's a beautiful answer. <laughs> so if HIV was to just miraculously appear before you today, what would you say to that person? Welcome home. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, because it's made me who I am today. Um, before I got HIV, uh, I was an addiction, and I might not be standing here if I did not get HIV. So I really believe that HIV came to me to save my life, and it also gave me the opportunity to have passion and excitement and to work in the work that I do, and to be that grandmother listening to the youth and to be there for others that have it. So it actually made me who I am today and I think it's made me a better person. Uh, my name is John Manwaring. I'm the senior policy officer leading on HIV for the Victorian government. HIV is a person. That is a tricky concept. Um, I, I, I would have to say HIV is myself. Because you, you, so you think about it in this way, we all come to HIV from different directions. And I came at it from this direction of a, of a conservative religious upbringing, um, of you know, having been a sex worker, injected drugs, gone to prison, all these different things. So there's just this deep feeling of shame. So HIV is that reminder of shame as a person. It was just this like, look how shitty you are. Look how awful you are. Look how undeserving you are of love and affection and acceptance. And it's just like, oh, it's this little thing that follows you around and just drags you down and makes you feel like you don't belong anywhere and that you don't matter. And so the relationship, because I've been positive now for almost 13 years, Jesus, um, it's me learning how to speak to that person. That he's always going to be a little shit. He's always going to tell me these things that say, you don't matter, you don't belong. And I can, instead of approach that from a sense of agreement where I give into it and I feel like I don't matter and I don't belong, I come at it from a sense of compassion and just say, I'm so sorry you feel that way. It's really hard. It's really shitty that that's happened to you and that that's how you view the world. And I'm just going to give you a hug because of that. So, you know, you can have that attitude. It's hard to break out of that, but I'm not going to judge you for it. And so that's kind of my little companion as I go along. So my name is Sarah Fagan and I'm from NAPWA, the National Association of People Living with HIV and Living Positive Victoria. HIV for me now is probably like a like a really slim, almost transparent kind of person. I feel like HIV has really moved away from my focus in my life. So yeah, if HIV was a person, it would definitely be almost like a paper-thin, transparent kind of thing that's there, and I know it's there, but it's not so present. It's not such a strong focus in my life. Thanks. So if HIV was to miraculously appear as a person, what would you say to that person? Mm. Can I swear? Yeah. Fuck off. Like, not needed. Don't want you in my life. But, you know, now it is in my life. I guess you can, you know, I can work with that and I can live with that. But definitely if I had a choice or if that HIV came to me and I knew it was coming, I would definitely tell it to get on out. That's nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks.
it's, I think it's fair to say that everybody in this room has some semblance of relationship with HIV, whether it's a personal one or even perhaps a distant one. So if HIV was a person, can you describe to me the relationship you have with that person and if indeed your relationship has changed or evolved over time? Josh Annalzark from AIDS Action Council. My relationship with HIV has gone from fear um, to hostility um, to uh, knowing and understanding and now it's, um, it's continuing to evolve. Yeah, I find it really hard to kind of pinpoint what it's like now, like it's um, at once kind of very public for me, for my work with the organisation, but also intensely personal. And I'm probably more engaged on the public face of it than I am with the personal experience. Interesting. So you feel like you're cohabitating someone? Yeah, very much so. Very, very much so. In, in this, you know, um, uh, public realm, I can kind of dive into all kinds of subject matter, kind of, you know. Um, but when I kind of link it back to personal experience, it's it's still quite confronting. So what would you what would you say to HIV if that person was to sort of miraculously appear in human form what sort of what sort of things would you say to that person let's spend some quality time together and really get to know each other <laughs> thank you joshua annalzark <laughs> i'm richard Kane from living positive victoria i'm the new ceo there my relationship with that person would be an intimate and close one um, as somebody who lives with hiv and it would be viewed from that angle and it'd be viewed from the types of things that continue to impact that individual and I'm talking about um, stigma and discrimination, I'm talking about um, inequities of access in some areas and for some people living with HIV, rural and remote um, and I'm talking about the changing demographics also too. So that person to me would be probably um, somebody now that's not born in Australia, that's come here as a migrant or something like that, has poor health literacy and maybe a low level of sexual health education and is trying to navigate their way through a society where they may have come from a community that has laws against LGBTI inclusion and expression and so they've come here for the first time they're able to express themselves but they have very limited sexual education community connections and as a result of that they're trying to navigate a whole new identity in themselves and a whole new environment here and the risks and the challenges that come along with that and being exposed to potential risk of HIV transmission. That's a fantastic analogy. I love that. So what, So your role in this very intimate relationship, is it one of your trying... You know, you're in those relationships with your, the teacher? Yep. I think it's about me listening and learning from that individual and to hear that context and how I might be able to support that individual in navigating their own space and how we might learn from listening to their lived experience, how to put programs and supports into place so when other individuals like the individual I'm describing come into contact with us we've got some idea of the best way to engage that person and make that person feel like my organisation is a safe environment for them to participate in. If HIV was to miraculously appear right in front of you what would you say to that person? I would say love yourself, be kind to yourself it's a lifelong journey, 
but the barriers that used to exist to you fulfilling your potential have slowly but surely been removed over time and you can be whoever and whatever you want to be in this lifetime now, today. I'm Isa from Sydney. And which organisation are you representing at this conference? Ah, just representing myself, but I work with the Sex Workers Outreach Project in South Wales. Well, that is an interesting question. I think my relationship with the person would be some, uh, somewhat intermittent. So some contact uh, sustained over time, but not a lot of contact over that whole time. Do you have an, an opinion or a feeling towards that person? Say, if HIV was to present themselves in human form before you right now, what would you say to that person? Oh, I think I would definitely probably have a um, care and support role for that person as much as possible, um, should they need it, but certainly not from a sort of <laughs> from a sort of patronising sort of view. But I would just be there to support them, like any of my other friends, sisters, or brothers. Do you know that's not an uncommon thing I've heard from that people say, particularly people who have a really personal relationship with HIV. There's a lot of love for that person. There's a lot of care and a willingness to support that person. When you um, conceptualise HIV as a person, I think it makes it a lot easier for people to imagine their relationship in that way as opposed to the relationship um, that they might imagine from a sensationalist media headline. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. I think that it's fair to say that people's relationship with HIV, particularly in this room, mm. in, at this conference, is far and above quite distant from that sensationalist attitude. Mm. And perhaps the people in this room are closer with that person than the everyday uh, person in society thinks they are. Uh, but I would also propose that the everyday person in society does actually have a close relationship with HIV the person, but HIV the person might not have come out to them. That's also a really good point. You're full of great points, Isaac. So in conversation from both ends. My name is Christian Vega. I'm officially I'm from AVIL, so the Australian Illicit and Injecting Drug Users League. Um, but I also have a role at the Scarlet Alliance, the National Association of Sex Workers, and I'm on the board of uh, the Australian Federation of AIDS Organisations of FAO. So if HIV was a person, could you describe to me the relationship that you have with that person and if indeed that relationship has changed or evolved over time? Sure. Um, wow, that's, it, it's, it's a bit of a complicated question because um, that person, it's probably easier to talk about that as, um, as a range of people because for me HIV doesn't only represent the giants on whose shoulders I stand today, but also the graves of the heroes that mean that I'm alive and healthy today. Um, my colleagues, my peers, the people who affirm my everyday existence, but also the people who are yet to, you know, the community members who are yet to emerge, who, um, you know, who are, um, looking for leadership, looking for communities to be a part of, to um, have a connection to. Um, so HIV is, you know, is the elder, is my contemporary and um, is the people that I lead all at the same time. If HIV was to appear as a person before you, uh, what would you say to that person? Oh God. Um, 
it's really weird to say thank you. Um, but HIV has, but, but I would, I would say thank you because it has been the source of, you know, community, of meaning, of connection. This sector is my source of national identity in terms of um, understanding Australia. So I'm also very privileged to like not live with HIV and perhaps that's a reason why I've, um, my response is a lot more, I guess, more positive or fluffy than um, other people. But, but yeah, I, I, I acknowledge that HIV has been the source of a lot of meaning in my life. My name's Kat Brown. I'm the acting CNC at the Canberra Sexual Health Centre. It's, uh, for me, a friend of a friend, I would put it, uh, an acquaintance. It's definitely changed over time, my relationship with that person. So a few years back, I had very little to do or very little to know about HIV. And as I've progressed in my personal career and in healthcare, it's definitely increased my knowledge and my relationship with that person. So, yeah, I think over time that relationship's probably going to continue to grow for me as well. In my new role with the CNC position, I've had a lot more to do with the patients. So that friend of a friend is more becoming a friend now, I guess you could say. So, yeah, that sums it up. I'm Joel Murray. I'm from Positive Life, New South Wales. Uh, so I've got a pretty comfortable relationship with HIV. Um, I've been living with HIV for eight years now. And so I suppose my relationship with HIV over that time has evolved. I, um, for the first four years, or so for the first half of my HIV life, I was not on ART, not on meds. So uh, I found that that was quite different to when I actually got on ART and had a, a viral suppression. And so I guess maybe there was a lot more internalised stigma going on in the first four years, um, which I've been able to come to terms with and kind of um, shift the narrative so that it's like HIV's actually empowered me to be a better person, that it's empowered me to look after my health. And um, what would you say to that person? Uh, maybe like, oh, oh, hi, are you enjoying living in my body? Um, I think I'm doing a pretty good job at like giving you a good host. <laughs> my name's Gavin Prendergast. I'm a health promotion officer with ACON. So if HIV was a person, can you describe to me your relationship with that person? And if indeed that relationship has changed and evolved over time? Wow, that's that's such a concept. I, I definitely have a relationship with HIV. Um, and they are, they're a companion um, and they're a friend. And they're someone that I've gotten to know a lot better over the last four or five years um, personally. Professionally, of course, you know, I was it was like a, you know, a co-worker, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I, it, my personal relationship has changed. That How HIV looks in my life has changed. Um, and I'm at a very happy place with it and with, with my, my old mate <laughs> next to me. Um, so, yeah, that's, I, I love, I love that, the question, though. That's really awesome. So, yeah. So if HIV was to miraculously appear as a person this afternoon, what would you say to that person? I'd just say um, stick with it. Don't, don't let the world fuck you over. Um, let, let stigma slide off your back. And you're just as valid and as beautiful and as, as wonderful as the rest of 
the humanity. Apart from the assholes who say things <laughs> bad about HIV. <laughs> Bill Patterson, Hi. you said you would. My name's Bill Patterson and I'm from Vive Healthcare Australia. It's hard for me to, because I hold so many roles in the HIV sector, it's hard for me to think of my relationship with HIV as a relationship to a, an individual person. And when you ask that question, the image that comes to me is my relationship to a family. And all family relationships have a history of um, soaring greatness and and deep, deep sadness and 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 full of possibility and pregnant with the future, you know, and and that's how I feel about HIV and and my space in that. I love you and I hate you. Uh, yes, I'm Sarah from Victoria, um, and I work for Living Positive Victoria. So I think it. It becomes the mother-in-law that you hate and then you learn to love. Because basically when you're diagnosed, it's right in your face and that bitch is just, get away from my son, get away from my son, you're not good enough, you're not good enough. And then as you win her over because you're actually a really amazing human, she also learns to love you the same way that you love yourself. And I think that's what HIV does. And it comes and occasionally she might be really annoying again. Um, but you will always win the fight because you are genuinely an amazing person. And this one thing, this HIV or this one mother-in-law, doesn't change any of that. A big thank you to everybody who gave me just a little bit of their lunchtime during Asham 2018. Until next time, my name is Lee. Check it out. For more information, visit our website at aidsaction.org.au. Follow us on Facebook or become an AIDS Action Council member. You know you want to. LGBTIQ health, lifestyle and community news. Check it out. It's brought to you by the AIDS Action Council. From Canberra. For everyone. <laughs>